It's the JT The Brick Show. They get the snap off. Hand off Jacobs. Has the first down of the big hole. 15, 10, 5. Touchdown, Raiders. Broadcasting live from the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. Raiders bring a blitz. He is smothered and brought down. Max Crosby came around for the sack. Your silver and black home to sound off for over 20 years. Snap to car in the shotgun. Back to pass. Climbs the pocket. Eyes downfield. Fires a strike to Devontae at the 25. Breaks away 20. 15, 10, 5. Dives. Touchdown, Raiders. And now, here's JT the Brick. Welcome to the JT The Brick Show, live from the brand new Finley Cadillac Performance Studio. I'm Harry Ruiz, filling in for JT, who's enjoying some modelos with his family out there in Florida. He's kicking off some very deserved time off. Well, I'm back on the air pretty much for the first time since the Week 18 game against Kansas City. Jess, I've had some guest appearances here and there with the morning tailgate out here with JT, but it's my first time being on the air for a full two hours. So Raider Nation, it's time for me to get anything that I have off my chest. But also, I want to hear from you. I know it's been a tough 2022 season, the what-if season, the so-close season, and unfortunately... For me, it's tough to ask you for any patience because for the last two decades, it's been pretty much that. It's been waiting for the team to be able to take that next step, to go back to the glory days, to get back to the Super Bowl like they did in the 2002 season that unfortunately didn't end the way that Raider Nation wanted. So I want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Call me, 702-365-9200. We have a loaded show here on the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio on the JT The Brick Show. At 1220, we're going to be talking to the birthday boy, Leo Aragus, or how a lot of people call him, Leo in Spanish. I call him in Spanish how it should be called, Leo but a lot of people, Leo Aragus, the former Raiders punter, he still holds the record for the most amount of punts in a game. In a game by that, by the way, the Raiders won. So we'll be talking to him. I want to get his reaction for the 2022 Raiders campaign. I had him on the air on my show, La Nacion on Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM, and he was a fantastic guest uh, after one of the Raiders' close defeats. He always talks honestly. He always tells it as it is. So uh, when JT told me, hey, Harry, fill in for me on Wednesday, I was like, absolutely. So the first guy, I was like, you know what? Leo, he was a fantastic guest on my Spanish show. I want to bring him on the air here on the JT The Brick Show. We'll have him in a little bit later. Vinny Bonsignor, the great writer for the Review Journal and, of course, an excellent analyst out here on the air on Raider Nation Radio on the morning tailgate. He'll be joining us as well. And in the second hour, I'm going to have a guest that I got to meet earlier this season at one of the Raiders tailgates. And that's one thing that I love about going out before every single game, getting to meet people, getting to meet you, Raider Nation. And we're going to have Brian Fowler from All In Autumn Wind. If you don't know what All In Autumn Wind is, go to YouTube. Subscribe to his YouTube channel. I enjoy watching his content because what did Brian do this year? He went to every single Raiders game, home and away, and documented all the folks that he met at the tailgates. He documented how Raider Nation partied both at Allegiant Stadium and at every single road game. So 
I want to hear about his experience, how this 2022 season was for him and enjoying those big overtime wins on the road against Denver and Seattle, but also having those frustrations of being there when the Raiders coughed up some leads like they did in Kansas City or like they did in Pittsburgh where they were so close to getting them or L.A. against the Rams and not getting the victory, not getting the win that if you change those three games – the Raiders could have been a playoff team. They could have advanced to the playoffs. But at the end of the day, they didn't. They have a top 10 pick. And now we're talking about what is going to happen in the offseason. So that's our lineup for today. Former Raiders punter Leo Aragus, Vinny Monsignor from the Review Journal and Raider Nation Radio, plus from All In Autumn Win, Brian Fowler, who was at every single Raiders game this season. So... Let's kick off the show talking about my thoughts of this 2022 campaign, which I have a feeling aren't going to be popular with you, Raider Nation. And I'm going to tell you as it is. It doesn't matter if I call the Raider games in Spanish for the Portas Vegas 1460 AM or if I write articles on the Raiders website or if I'm on the air here on Raider Nation Radio 920 AM. This is what I feel from the 2022 season. And to be honest, I wasn't as disappointed as most of you guys. Yes, I was bummed out when the Raiders coughed out all those leads, especially the double-digit leads, and ended up losing games that they pretty much had in their pocket. That game against Arizona, they should have won. That game against Jacksonville, that game against Kansas City, the game against the Rams, the game against Pittsburgh, all of those, they should have won. But at the end of the day, I look, and the Raiders, they were pretty much in every single game. Two blowouts. That loss against the New Orleans Saints. That loss against the Kansas City Chiefs. Those were the only two games where I was like, damn, I'm calling the game on the radio, and I'm like, this game's over by halftime. But in every other game, at the other 15 games, the Raiders always had a shot. But at the end of the day, close isn't close enough. Close isn't enough. And that's why the Raiders ended up with only six wins and 11 defeats. But 13 one-possession games, that's the most since John Gruden's second season with the team in 1999. After that, the Raiders made it to the playoffs in three seasons in a row, including making it to the Super Bowl in 2002. So that's what I'm looking at it where I'm like, hey, you know what? The ball bounces your way a different uh bounces your way towards the end of the game and maybe you do win one of those games. Maybe you do change the course of your season. And this Raider team, I felt that it was closer to being good than to being a team that was winning two games or four games or three games that was closer to looking like a playoff team than looking like, let's say, the Chicago Bears, who have the number one overall pick, or the Houston Texans, who have the number two overall pick in the draft. I feel this team is going in the right trajectory. And I know a lot of you are going to say, it's like, oh, he's talking politically correct. No, I think that the Josh McDaniels-Dave Ziegler duo can actually take a step forward after this 6-11 and season. And yes, now they have a huge task at hand. They got to pick their next quarterback. 
And what do you do? You go towards the AFC route that you look over at all the young guns at the play in the playoff picture, and you're like, damn, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder, first rounder. Or you go the route in the NFC where besides Jalen Hurts, it's a lot of guys that were picked out in the late rounds in the draft. Heck, Mr. Irrelevant, who is all but irrelevant, is quarterbacking the San Francisco 49ers and is one of the favorites to win the Super Bowl. The key difference is they got a loaded lineup. You had Jimmy Garoppolo command them to the playoffs. Trey Lance, if he stayed healthy, I'm pretty sure he would be able to take the 49ers deep. But it ends up being Brock Purdy because he's the healthy guy out of everybody in that roster. So now the Raiders, what do you want to do? In my opinion, you draft high to your needs. Yes, you need a quarterback right now, but you got a lot of holes in this roster because the previous regime wasn't able to get the talent that you needed on the roster. They weren't able to get more hits than misses on the draft. You look at all the first-rounders the Raiders have let go of for X, Y, or Z reasons. I mean, the Raiders aren't guilty for what Henry Ruggs or Damon Arnett were let go of, but it was the right decision to let them go. But then you look at Alex Leatherwood, and you're like, damn, that was a top-20 pick. And you look at the talent that was picked after Alex Leatherwood, and you're like, we could have had great players in that position, and we didn't. And what are those positions that, in the first round, you weren't able to capitalize on cornerback, wide receiver, offensive line, and offensive line and defense. They're two of the big weaknesses, I want to say, of this Raiders because there's no depth. When you miss one guy and you got to plug in the next guy, Alex Bars ended up playing with the Raiders after being let go in the first cut in the final cuts. After the preseason, he got brought back in the practice squad and he ended up being the starting right guard for the Raiders. Dylan Parham, he was your first pick in the draft, but you got to look at the reality. He was a third rounder for the silver and black in a group from a group of five college from Memphis, from the American Conference. He wasn't a guy that you brought in from a Georgia or from an Alabama or in Ohio State, where you're thinking, you know what, this is a plug-and-play kind of guy. I'm going to bring him in, and I know he can deliver. The Raiders trusted him. They brought him in, and he had highs and lows during the season. But he showed talent, and in my opinion, he's a key component for that Raiders offensive line like Colton Miller is. That you're like, hey, these guys, they're coming back. Thayer Mumford, the seventh rounder, he was a guy that many thought, like a lot of seventh-rounders, he might be a practice squad guy. We don't know if he's staying or not. And he ended up delivering in the jumbo packages. Or when Lomonor wasn't available due to injury, that it wasn't much, he went in and he did a good job at right tackle. The problem is the Raiders, I think they drafted thinking Josh Jacobs wasn't going to be the rushing champion in this 2022 season. And in those middle picks, they ended up going with Samir White, who didn't play much. Not his fault. When you got the best running back in the NFL during the season, you ride him. 
And heck, for the first time in his career, he didn't miss a single game. And what happens? He ends up being the most productive back in the NFL. And then you draft another running back, Britton Brown. Not his fault. And the other guys, Neil Farrell, Matthew Butler, they didn't play much. They didn't get that playing time that could be, hey, you know what? This guy is going to be collaborating a lot next season. So this first draft from the McDaniels and Ziegler era, it's still in the air, but after one season, it's like, all right, you hit with Parham, you kind of hit with Mumford, but your other picks didn't deliver as much. Now, let's hope in year two, they're able to get more production out of them. Now, hopefully, Zamir White gets involved in the running game as your running back, too. Because the Raiders, it was going to be from what everybody thought at the beginning of the season, a running back by committee situation. But Josh Jacobs proved everybody wrong. And I mean, after being the best running back in the NFL, there's no way that you let him walk away. These Raiders got to keep him. And Samir White now, who, by the way, Jacob speaks very, very highly of, you got to figure out to involve him in the play in the gameplay a little bit more. Have him be a weapon. Amir Abdullah, he was a third-round back. Brandon Bolden, he got more snaps, especially when Jacobs got hurt after the first play against the San Francisco 49ers. He looked good. Heck, he scored the first touchdown in the Josh McDaniels era. He caught a pass from Derek Carr against the Chargers, and he scored the first touchdown in the, in the Josh McDaniels-Dave Ziegler era with Las Vegas. But you got to include your guys. And let's see if Samir White and Britton Brown can include a little bit more. Britton playing in special teams, he looked good. And who do you bring back from the players that their contracts expired in this 2022 season? And I know, Raider Nation, like I said, it's not popular, but I'm buying what I'm seeing. And it's hard to ask for patience, like I said, but I prefer watching the Raiders in these tight games four and nine in one possession games this season than you go in previous seasons in 2019, 0-6 in multiple possession games. You go back to 2014, the last year for Dennis Allen, 1-8 and eight in multiple possession games. What does that mean? They were getting whooped plenty of times. Heck, the first year of Gruden coming back, 1-9 in nine in multiple possession games. They were getting whooped in a lot of those games, and I didn't like that. I didn't like that. As a Raider fan, I know there's no moral victories, but with close defeats, even if those are defeats where you're letting go of double-digit leads, well, it means you're closer to winning than to getting whooped. And I feel that this next season is going to be key. And Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler, they got the blessing from Mark Davis that they were going to keep they were going to stay with the team. No matter what, Midway through the season, Mark Davis said they're safe. 2024, sorry, 2023, you got to deliver. You got to be able to give this team the best chance to win a game and win games, actually. And in my opinion, after watching all those games, because, heck, I called all but one game on Christmas Eve when I got sick, and the Raiders were in them. Now you got to figure out a way to put your foot on your opponent's throat, to have no mercy on your opponents on the field. And that's something that I didn't see in the silver and black this season. And maybe the new quarterback with this team 
is able to bring that mentality and not have as many one-possession games because the Raiders are actually winning games by a bigger margin. But the last time the Raiders won more than three games by multiple possessions, you got to go back to 2010. What was that, Jason Campbell? Raiders won five uh, games by more than one score. You got to go back to 2010. So that's been a thing with the silver and black. They haven't been able to win games where they feel comfortable on the field and be like, hey, we got this, but keep being aggressive. And the Raiders, they've been missing that aggressiveness. And who knows? Can another quarterback bring it? Derek Carr? I'll say this. He brought stability to a position that the Raiders, for them, it was a revolving door for the greater part of two decades. And it wasn't the best, but at the same time, it wasn't the worst. You didn't expect much out of him as a rookie. And then in his third year in the NFL, he's taking the Raiders to the playoffs and gets hurt in the second to last week of the season. That wasn't his fault. It was the only sack that Donald Penn allowed that season, if I recall correctly, when he got hurt against the Colts. Christmas Eve was ruined for me that day. But, hey, it happens. It's football. It's a physical sport. Injuries happen, and Derek Carr suffered an injury in the worst moment possible. Wasn't his fault. A lot of people say that he wasn't the same since. And the silver and black, they got to figure out now what they're going to do. I'll say this. And shout out to my friend Demian Reyes, who I broadcasted three games with the Raiders Spanish broadcast in December, I think. And uh, he would always say this in a podcast that we do a show on in Spanish. Derek Carr wasn't the problem with the Raiders. But at the same time, he wasn't the solution. I don't think Derek Carr was the guy that was going to take the Raiders to the Super Bowl. Did I hope he was? Of course. The same way that I hoped that Bruce Gurkowski was the guy or Matt McGloin was the guy or Connor Cook was the guy or, by the way, I won't ever let anybody talk trash about Jason Campbell and Carson Palmer. Those two guys, when they came in, they at least had the Raiders with 500 seasons, which then it was like, hey, we're not losing a lot. And one of those seasons, you could have won in the final week against the Chargers, and you didn't, and you ended up getting eliminated. But, like, I hoped all of those guys, all the quarterbacks, the 10-plus that the Raiders have used since 2003, since Rich Gannon retired, and Derek Carr, well, not retired, since Rich Gannon left the Raiders and Derek Carr got drafted by the team, those 10-plus guys that the Raiders used, I wanted them to be the guy. When they signed Matt Flynn, I was like, come on. Be the guy. Didn't happen. Who's the next guy? I don't know. Going the veteran route? That seems to be the safe haven for Josh McDaniels and Dave Ziegler because it would be a guy that if you bring him in, he's going to be a guy that knows the system that you're running, that knows what you're calling on the field, that knows how to implement it on the field. If you go with a rookie – you don't know what kind of growing pains he's going to have in the NFL. And heck, Derek Carr, who's a good player in the NFL, struggled to get a grasp of your offense early in the season. And then late in the season, he ended up getting benched to save any opportunity that he gets hurt and you end up owing him money 
uh, for him not playing. So now what do you want? The safe route, the veteran, the young, the youth route, like a lot of people are doing in the NFL where they're even like, hey, you know what? We miss on Josh Rosen. We don't care. Next year, get the number one pick, get Kyler Murray like the Arizona Cardinals did. It's like, hey, just swing until you get a hit. There's a lot of franchises that are doing that. And Kyler Murray, it worked for a while. Last season, it didn't look that great. He ends up getting hurt. And the Cardinals, they went from being in the playoffs and losing in the first round to now being a team that got eliminated from the playoffs with not a lot of growth from one year to the next. The Raiders, they were a playoff team in 2021, but in those one-score games, nine of them, they went 7-2. and two. And how many of them ended with Daniel Carlson hitting a field goal and being like, okay, we won at the end of the game. We got it done. So it's always a toss-up. So let's see. Let's see what the Raiders do. We're going to have four, five very, very interesting months in the offseason. We thought last offseason was interesting. This offseason is going to be even more. Raider Nation, it's time to take a break here on the JT The Brick Show. Thanks to our friends on Modelo for bringing us, of course, that amazing tasting beer. I see everybody cracking Modelos at the tailgate at Allegiant Stadium. Modelo is an official cerveza of the Raiders and the official beer of fans with the fighting spirit. Modelo, rooted in the heart of the Raider Nation. Drink responsibly. Imported by Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois. After the break, Leo Aragus, former Raiders punter, will be joining us here on the JT The Brick Show. I mean, anytime you, you're up 27 to 7 at halftime and you've got four takeaways and you end up winning the takeaway margin for nothing, you know, it's going to be it's going to be a killer. Uh, I'm hurting for everybody in that locker room. It's a special group of guys. And, you know, this is the toughest way that you can lose, you know, in the playoffs. It would have been so easy to stop watching that Chargers Jaguars game on Saturday night. So easy when the score was 27 to nothing in the first half. But. Sharing a division with the Chargers all these years as a Raider fan has let me know one thing. The Chargers are going to figure out a way to Charger. And they did. And that made me so happy. Shout out to my boy Roy Robertson Harris who got a sack against Justin Herbert in that game. I called those games with UTEP out there in El Paso. Shout out to Zay Jones, former Raider, who got a touchdown in that game. And also shout out to Tony Khan. I'm a big fan of All Elite Wrestling. He, His dad is the owner of the Jaguars. He's the CEO, founder, and uh, head of creative at AEW, and he was super happy out there in Jacksonville as well. And I think all of Raider Nation, Bobby, was happy that day as well that the Chargers got eliminated. Now, I think we're all on the Jaguars bandwagon. Go and beat the Chiefs as well. That's what we want. Nobody in the AFC making it past the divisional round. Nobody, if we ain't winning in the in the AFC playoffs, we don't want anybody in the AFC West winning 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 in the playoffs either. We'll see. Leo Aragus, feliz cumpleaños, or as a lot of people call you out here in the in the English side, Leo Aragus. Happy birthday, my go. man. How are you? Doing well, partner. Thank you for having me. You know, definitely uh, turning. Uh, I'm now in the 50s range of age, and so. 
Every year is a blessing, brother. Every year is a blessing. Hey, man, I, I met you in person at the stadium at the alumni game uh, in the preseason at, at Allegiant Stadium. You don't look a day over 40, man. You got to send me the, <laughs> the recipe or where the fountain of youth is because you look the same as when you were playing. How'd you do it? I'm telling you what, man, it's probably those bean tacos that I ate growing up. So definitely beans and tortillas, bro. That's a secret. Hey, that's the recipe right there. Your mom is like, hey, what, what are we eating? Hey, some tortillas, some frijoles. There you go. There you go. You, there you, you go. run like that. That's a secret right there, bro. Hey, so I was telling the, the folks out here on Raider Nation Radio how great of a guest you were on my Spanish show on Deportes Vegas, 1460 AM. So when I was told, it's like, hey, can you host the game on when, the show on Wednesday? I was like, 100% yes. If JT calls, you pick up the phone. And I was like, you know what? Leo, he was a fantastic guest on the Spanish side. I know he's going to be it out over here on the English side as well. So give me your thoughts on this 2022 season for the Raiders. What grade do you give the team? Oh, wow. You're going to put me in a spot where, you know, you know me, I've told you that if you're ever going to have me on, you know, you're going to get pretty much transparency in my, in my, in my, hat, in my behalf. So, you know, if, if you really want to grade a, a, a team in whole, you know, I'd give them an honest D, um, you know, when it comes to overall performance, you know, watching the Raiders coming out strong in the first half and then something happening in the second half and not adjusting or doing whatever we needed to do to finish the game. You know, it just puts a real bad taste in the mouth where, where uh, you want to look at the good things that, that happen, but at the same time, you know, you got to take care of what's wrong. And sometimes it, 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 it hurts to, to make some moves to make the team better, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's the betterment of the team. And so, you know, we got to make some changes, and for, for whatever reason, it, it, it is what it is. You know, the, the NFL, the Raider Nation, it's all business, man. And so we're looking for the best, you know, next best thing. And so hopefully, you know, whatever we do this coming year, it's for the betterment of the team. And so um, what happened last year, we definitely need to learn from it, and hopefully we can make the best of it and, and, and get better uh, this coming year. We're talking with Leo Araguz here on Raider Nation Radio, 9.20 a.m., the former Raiders puncher, the puncher that still has the record for the most amount of punts in an NFL game. Uh, Leo you, as a former player, when you lose so many close games, the Raiders lost nine one-possession games this season. Does that leave you with the sense of, hey, you know what, we were so close, and you look at the things glass half full, or do you look at it as glass half empty and be like, we left a lot of opportunities on the field? Yeah, definitely. You know, as a competitor, you always want to want to compete at the highest level, and knowing that you came short, you know, you want to you want to fix that, and you want to make sure that the next time you come out, you get better at it. But having so many games that we've lost like that, where it's very frustrating, you know, it, it starts taking a toll in it, especially in the locker room. You know, you start looking at each other and you start making the you know the, this this uh, attitude change where the team needs to either you know uh, start calling people out, you know, because you know I played I played you know back in the '90s when uh, we had Fred Blenikov, Willie Brown, and some of our coaches that were coming in there. You know, we had the Tim Browns, we had the uh, Steve Wisniewski's that, you know, were pretty much guys that would get in your face. I don't know how it is now in the locker room nowadays, but i tell you what, you know, when, when you get to the point where you're losing games like that, it, it, it gets very frustrating. So, you know, it pulls on people's strings when it comes to the, the emotional side because, you know, you put everything you can to go out there and, and, and do a great showing and put a great game out there, and, and your best is just coming a little bit too short. You know, you start kind of second-guessing yourself. So it's definitely a gut check. It's definitely a, 
that thing that either brings a team together or starts making a team start split up a little bit. So you need to be the, the – you become a leader in the sense to where you have to come and come in there and tell everybody, hey, we're that close. You know, what is it that we need to do to just get over the top, come over the hill, and finish these games strong? And so, again, you just have to, you know, evaluate everything across the board. Sometimes you have to start with a fresh slate and just, you know, maybe hopefully a couple of changes will make, make that big difference. Absolutely, and here's a stat. The last time the Raiders had 13 one-possession games like they did in 2022, you were on the team, 1999. Wow. 7-6 and wow. in one-possession games you had that year. The team went 8-8, eight and eight, and then after that season with Gruden, the Raiders ended up making it mm-hmm. to the playoffs back-to-back seasons, and then in 2002 it was the Super Bowl year where the Super team Bowl. made it to the Super Bowl and fortunately didn't win it, and since then right. it's been a tough last two decades but like in that case what did you and all the guys around you in 1999 was like hey you know what they're a lot of very close games and you won more than half yeah you come out like i said you come out every game you know short and you're like man we're right there guys stick together you know we have to you know get 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 stronger you know it just becomes an issue where people start questioning you outside of the locker room you know you know what you have inside the locker room as a team and you know that you're, you're that close, you know, it definitely becomes, like I said earlier, it's very frustrating. So um, in the NFL, everybody's a professional. You know, there's one procession, like you say, there's one play that you could take back and change, you know, that would make a difference in the game. You know, again, we had so many this year that, that are very frustrating. For our Raider Nation, you know, for them to see that type of game, especially with, a, with a, the type of team that we have on the field, we shouldn't be doing that. You know, we know the better than that. We've got better team than that. So it's just a matter of one little thing that can change. It can make a big difference in the, in the whole season. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to the, 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 the upcoming season, you know, see what happens, the new additions, the new, the new, the new team that's going to come up, and hopefully with a new attitude. That's really what we need, knowing that we're going to go out there and finish the games. If you have them by the throat, brother, finish them off. That's yes. the attitude that you should go out there and play every game. And, and that's just the way I see it. Like, again, the, year that I, the years that I've played, that was our era. That's the type of game that we played. It's like try to finish everybody off and don't, let the, don't get off the gas. Don't let off the gas. Continue to finish strong. And so hopefully this year, man, we can change that. Absolutely. And what did you think about the Raiders ending up with three uh, AP first-team all-pro yeah. players in Josh Jacobs, Devontae Adams, and the guy that uses your former number, Daniel yeah. Carlson? Yeah. That goes to tell you, you know, we got the players. We got players in our, in, our, in our team that just, again, one or two plays that can change the whole game out, and then it's a different story. You write a different book. You know, you're talking about the Chargers and in, in, in the playoffs. You know, Kansas City Chiefs. You know, heck, we're playing in a freaking strong division. You know, so we got we got we got to play as hard as we can and 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 start representing the AFC West the way it's supposed to be. The Raiders, it, we own that. We're supposed to be owning that division. That's ours. So again. Having guys that, 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 that go out and, and, and are representing our team and, and the all-pro team, you know, heck, that, that, that tells you that we got players in our team. For so many years, the Raiders had a stronghold in the division, and now it's the Chiefs. So I got to ask you, you look at the quarterbacks on the other teams in the AFC West. You got youth in Justin Herbert and Patrick Mahomes. You got a veteran in Russell Wilson. Which way would Leo Aragus, Leo Aragus, uh, go 
in case if you were the GM, if you had your GM hat on, would you go with a veteran that could become a free agent or that you could trade for? Or would you go with the youth movement and potentially draft a quarterback and mold him your way? Wow. I'll tell you what, man. I think I think the NFL is, is pretty much about win now. You know, do you bring in a veteran quarterback that, that pretty much fits in with all the players that you have now? Or do you have time to to invest on a young quarterback and mold them the way you want to mold them? Um, you know, we have options. There's options out there that we can go out and, and, and figure out a way of thinking. You know, my matter is if I was a GM and thinking about winning now with a team that we have now, you know, then, then I would go veteran. You know, try to go find someone that can come in and fill the spot and, and fall right into place and, and, and help us win now rather than trying to spend some time where all these guys that we have now, um, Devonta Adams, you know, Renfro, uh, Jacobs, uh, you know, even on the defensive side, you know, we need to take advantage of what we have now because, you know, these guys eventually little by little start getting old. And so, you know, having to replace and waiting on players to get development developed, I think we've already done that. We've already pretty much have gone through that stage of trying to develop these young players. Now we have these, this, this, this veteran team that, that needs, you know, a couple of, 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 you know, little tweak here and there, you know, that could make it definitely make us go over, you know, like I said, come over the top of the hill and just take over the whole division. We're there. We're just a matter of one play and, and things will be different. Absolutely. We're talking with Leo Aragus, who's celebrating his birthday today, former Raiders puncher from 1996 through 1999, joining us here on Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. So I'll ask you the question. One of the potential options, if he continues to, if he decides to continue his NFL career, is Tom Brady. What do you think about potentially getting a guy that's north of 45 years old to come in and play as your starting quarterback? <laughs> oh, Tom Brady. That's a tuck rule thing, right? <laughs> right. Famous? We made him famous if we want to say that. Um, well, is it the best decision for the team? Having, having Tom Brady come in and, and, and hook up with, with McDaniels all over again, you know, is that is that relationship still good? You know, can we can they put that that whole thing together? Yeah, that, it makes perfect sense when it comes to to seeing that relationship, you know, rekindle where McDaniel's brings in his his guy. They both made each other, you know, who they are now. You know, they they've done well together. Um, but again, Tom Brady is a is a name that that you know, if he's available and we have the opportunity to take him, you want to take a look at it. You know, is that a perfect fit? You know, shoot, another name that was thrown around that I've been noticing is Lamar Jackson. You know, you know, think about that. You know, would Lamar Jackson be a good fit? You know, would, would Tom Brady be a good fit? So, I mean, again, it's Tom, Tom Brady would be a hard pass because of what he's done um, and the history that he has with, with McDaniel. So um, it's something that you can't, you can't really look past and, and say, you know what, maybe not. You know, maybe something that we could look into and maybe – get a little bit more information on that where it could be something that we, like I said, with the players that we have now, he'd probably be a good fit. He knows that the offense, you know, Coach McDaniels knows him. He knows what he can do. And so with the players that we have now surrounding with Tom Brady, could be a good fit. You never know. I'm willing to accept that.
Yeah, it's going to be definitely an interesting offseason for the Silver and Black for the first time since 2014. The Raiders have a question mark in that quarterback position. Derek Carr, that year he was drafted in the second round in the preseason. He earned the starting job, and he's been the starter for all but four games from 2014 through 2022 in the regular season, plus one in the playoffs. And I'll ask you about the playoffs. What did you think about this super wild card weekend? Because to be honest, I was shocked. Out of all the games, I thought there were going to be five blowouts and one good game. And it was the opposite. Five very good games and one blowout where it was the game that I thought it was going to be a close game, the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Right. I mean, shoot, that, 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 that goes back to my comment earlier that the NFL, everyone's a pro. You know, even even if, if, if you're up against the ropes, like – like the Jaguars were, you know, there's no telling who's going to win now. I mean, it's, a, it's an amazing sport where um, one play can make a big difference, you know. And, you know, look, look at the kicker for the for the Cowboys. He had four, four, four missed extra points, and, and he's, he's a talk of town now, you know. But at the end of the day, you know, it was a great playoff, a great playoff weekend, um, great games. And I tell you what, the NFL's put down some good shows out there. So great ratings and, 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 and great showing. So teams that are that, that you already would have ruled out are still in it. And, you know, do you cheer for the underdog and, and hopefully just at the end of the day just have good games and and and, 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 and have a fun week, you know, where, where games are, are playing to the last minute. To keep you on your seats and so that's that's awesome to have that type of of uh, of, of entertainment out there. Absolutely. That's what it's all about. And fortunately, the parity in the league is showing off that if you're able to draft good players, you're going to be in a good position. Because I had a lot of people uh, on social media that I read saying, oh, Doug Peterson, he changed the Jaguars in less than a season. And then I'm like, well, they had the number one draft pick last year. They took Trevor Lawrence, who was coming off from being a national champion, from being in the college football playoffs. And then they drafted ETN towards the end of that draft. And then they had a great draft this year as well. It's like if you draft well, you have a chance with these guys that aren't on their second contract making a lot of money. So I'm like, hey, it's not just going into a team and being like, I changed it by myself. Nah, if you draft well, you're going to be able to do good things. What do you think the Raiders should do with that seventh pick, Leo Aragus? Wow. It depends on what we do in the offseason for quarterback spot. Um, if we go out and get a quarterback uh, off the street or you know, a free agent, I think that, that maybe in consideration, maybe even to try to – Maybe trade down and get a couple more picks. Uh, utilize that that seventh pick as as, as some type of you know uh, uh, get more picks out of it. Um, is is really the if there's someone out there in the seventh in the seventh pick that we're willing to go out and get? You know, we need help. Um, you know, maybe a little bit on, on the on the defensive side. You know, because you know you can tell that we we weren't able to hold teams down. During the second half, so do we need help in the, on defense? Do we go out and get a, a, another pass rusher that will ha- help uh, Max Crosby on the line? Do we go out and get a, a big time, you know, uh, defensive back to shut down some of those, you know, plays that we were having where it's a deep ball thread that that, that we that teams take advantage of, you know, with one play they're back on our own, you know, our own twenty yard line. So again, you know, I think I think that if we're going to use that seventh pick. 
I think we should start looking at the, the defensive side of the ball uh, and helping out. we got great special teams. Our offense is just pretty much there. And if we do, like I said, go after somebody in the offseason, um, uh, free agency, then, then I think we need to invest into our defense. Absolutely. And I'll close the interview with this, Leo Aragus, former Raiders puncher. Got to show love to the special teams. Daniel Carlson, All-Pro this year. A.J. Cole was an All-Pro in 2021. But also, A.J. Cole, the man that now has a position that you used to have with the Raiders, he's a nominee for the Raiders for the 2022 Walter Payton NFL Man of the Year Award. How big is that to not only be great in your position, but also be recognized for what you do outside of the gridiron? That's awesome because, you know, at the end of the day, um, it is it is a, a, a total player, a total individual, uh, a total human being, not just a player, but also respected outside of the playing field. That's awesome. You know, when you go out and, and show uh, appreciation, especially for what we do, and we take, uh, I, I you know, sometimes we take it for granted for what we do. We play for a living, you know, and, and there's guys out there, there's people out there, families out there that struggle every day to make ends meet, and, you know, for them to be out, uh, being part of the, the, the the world you know outside of the, of the football life you know that's a, that's an amazing compliment a compliment for him and, and 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 respect for him you know talk about you know special teams for the Raiders you know we've always had good special teamers you know you had Shane Leckler you had the Sebastian Janikowski Ray Guy you know you just go back as Ray Guy so there's you know there's always been good 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 special teams on 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 the Raiders uh, specialists but the fact that that he's out there, you know, being a, a, a an awesome individual on and off the the, the field, that's that's an awesome accomplishment and, and an honor to say that I was able to to meet him and, and talk to him for a little while. You know, it was definitely an honor. Absolutely, Leo. Thank you so much for joining me today. When you told me, it's like, hey, it's my birthday. I was like, dude, we can reschedule it for another day. And you're like, no, I want to go on the air. And a lot of people on social media actually was like, hey, did you do it intentionally knowing that it was his birthday? I was like, no, it wasn't intentionally. But he's always the my go-to guy when I want to talk Raiders football. So thank you so much for joining me today, Leo. Thank you, sir. I appreciate you. Thank you for the call and go Raiders. Absolutely. And by the way, shout out to your son, Alec. I remember seeing on social media that he's back-to-back UIL Regional Congress champion. So shout out to him and your kids, man. Thank you, brother. appreciate that. I'm blessed, brother. Absolutely. Thank you. There he goes. Leo Aragus, former Raiders puncher here on the JT The Brick Show, live from the Findlay Cadillac Performance Studio here at Lotus, which, by the way, we got a brand new studio. I'm liking it out here. Let's keep it going. The playoffs, they were on fire this weekend. And if you want to keep enjoying NFL playoffs, go to the Doghouse Saloon inside Resorts World Las Vegas on the Strip. There's not a bad seat in the Doghouse to watch the game. Plus, there's a sports book on site to place your bets. Enjoy incredible food and drink specials, followed by an amazing after party with live entertainment and dueling pianos. Let's go to a break. We'll be right back. Third down and goal from the one. Huntley no. sticks the ball out. The yeah. Bengals have Go the ball. Baby. They are running it back. <laughs> Sam Hubbard with blockers behind him. Hubbard to the Ravens 40. Nice. The 30. Nice. The 20. Yeah. The 10. The Woo. 5. Touchdown. Bengals. Woo. Tyler 
Hudley tried to extend the ball over the goal line. It got poked away. Sam Hubbard scooped it up and ran the length of the field for a go-ahead Bengals touchdown. Will we ever get a wilder super wild card weekend like we just had? That was incredible. That was great. I was literally just expecting one of those games to be competitive. The Cowboys-Buccaneers game. And that was the only one that wasn't. You looked over at the 49ers and Seahawks. It was good for three quarters until the Seahawks fumbled the ball and San Francisco took a two-possession lead. You went over to the Chargers game, and it's 27 to nothing, and you're like, yeah, game over. Jacksonville scores a touchdown towards the end of the half, and you're like, well, hopefully it gets better in the second half. And then the Chargers Chargers, which made me so happy. Then Buffalo against Miami. Miami with a third-string quarterback. They scared the heck out of the Buffalo Bills. In Buffalo! Then you go over to watch Danny Dimes against the Vikings, and the Giants pulled it off. They got a road win. They got that underdog win on the road. That was good. That was good for the NFL. That was the first road win in the Wild card this weekend. Then you go to Bengals-Ravens and same thing. No Lamar Jackson, you're not expecting much. You're like, Cincinnati's going to run all over them. Joe Cool, he's going to get it. Joey Burrow, is he going back to the Super Bowl? I don't know, but he has his team in good position. He's at home against the Ravens. Cincinnati's going to run all over Baltimore. And there you go. That defensive play from the Bengals that we just heard changed the game. Baltimore was about to score a touchdown. They were one yard away. And a fumble was recovered, taken back 98 yards to the house, and the Bengals won because of that touchdown. And then Monday night, I mean, we were all hoping for a good game, and that wasn't the case. Cowboys ran all over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Good defense, good offense. Dak Prescott dominated and got the win, and... I think that's the best-case scenario in case the Raiders do want Tom Brady. Have Brady pissed off that he lost to the Cowboys for the first time in his career, and he wants to close his career in a different way instead of just losing in the first round. Shout-out to Hall of Famer Charles Woodson, who built his legend on the gridiron. Now he's taking that same dedication to his new craft, Spirit Line Woodson Bourbon Whiskey. It's finished in the same wine barrels that Charles makes his wine, which gives it a spicy caramel finish. Available now at more than 70 Las Vegas grocery and liquor stores.